Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the sports leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. It's very comforting to know we have uh, Rasmus Dahlin, uh, Matias Samuelson, and now Owen Power uh, locked up to long term. I mean, those three, collective three, are, are pretty imposing um, already, and their potential is, is really still off the charts. There's Buffalo Sabres head coach Don Granado talking about that decor that has been locked up with Owen Power getting his extension last night, Rasmus Dahlin earlier in the week. The Sabres hit the ice tonight at 7 o'clock against the Rangers. You'll be able to hear it. First game of the season here on the Fan Rochester. Lance Lysowski joins us now from the Buffalo News. Lance, there's a word that Granado just said in that clip that always makes me nervous. The potential. Potential is great. You're paying now for potential, and I know that there's value down the road. But is there any concern within the organization that they are paying all of these guys when, let's face it, the team hasn't won anything yet? That's the nature of the business and the NHL nowadays. When you identify which players you're going to build around, you try to sign them for as long as possible, as soon as possible, because considering the talent of a player like Owen Power, Kevin Adams knows the price tag is only going to increase. Like Jake Sanderson in Ottawa signed a contract very similar to Owen's, although Sanderson is two years older and doesn't have even a fraction of the offensive talent that Owen Power has. There's risk involved, but there's an even greater risk just taking this guy to a three-year deal and then watching him walk in a few years. Like, hey, I mean, Sam Reinhart did that, and he has helped the Florida Panthers make those Talking with Lance Isowski, Buffalo News, Sabres and Rangers. We'll have the coverage beginning at 7 o'clock, and Assuming we'll see Zach Benson in the lineup tonight, uh, your thoughts on Benson uh, earning a spot here in Buffalo and in, in Lance? We, we kind of know the rules here that at some point maybe the Sabres could send him uh, back to June. What does Zach Benson need to do here in order to stay up in Buffalo? It's going to be a tough sell, right? I mean, he's already extended his stay way beyond what they had initially planned. They had him penciled in for three exhibition games in the preseason. Well, he played so well and showed elite offensive instincts for an 18-year-old. And the way that their roster was structured, what they had at forward, the Jack Quinn injury, 
there was a, a spot available for somebody to grab and he outperformed everybody who had played in Rochester the last couple of years. You know what? They don't have to keep him. This isn't a long-term commitment. They told him, let's just see how this goes. No pressure, play your game. Um, you know, keep doing what you've been doing and, and let's see where this takes us. They can play him a maximum of nine games without burning the first year of his entry level contract. I have a very difficult time envisioning them keeping him beyond those nine games. He's 18 years old. Physically, it is very, very difficult for someone that age of his stature physically to do this for an 82 game season with travel. You have to bring it night in and night out, especially like this team is no longer in a development phase. Yes, they need to continue to help their young players get better, but no way are they going to just allow a young player to just keep playing games and making mistakes. They know they've got to win this year. So right now they think Zach Benson can help them do that, and they're just going to evaluate it as they go to see if that will still be the case. Lance, uh, there's a name on on the second line from this morning's skate ahead of uh, tonight's opener that uh, we've had circled all off season, wondering where the head is at of Victor Olofsson, knowing that he was kind of the subject of trade talks throughout the course of the off season. He's back. Are we going to get more out of Victor Olofsson here this season? He's shown very good signs from what we've seen in the past three weeks or so. Like he just needs to do more. You can't score your way out of trouble when you're struggling in other areas of your five on five game. And too often last season, that's what Victor Olson tried to do. He just kept trying to score, score, score. Well, if you're not doing all of the the small things and the over the course of a game to help you score, you're only going to hurt your team. And that's what led them to scratch him for five straight. They're putting him in a position to succeed. He's on the line, as you mentioned, with Dylan Cousins and J.J. Paterka. That's Jack, Jack Quinn's spot. There's a lot of potential there. There's no excuses. Like, Victor Olsen's going to get power play time. Victor Olsen is skating with their second-best center. He's going to be in a situation to not only help this team win games, but it's a contract year for him, right? Like, we've seen power play specialists aren't getting paid around the league. It's one of the reasons why teams weren't banging down Kevin Adams' door to try to acquire this guy. You know, as much as he got an elite shot, teams need to see more. Victor Olsen needs to show more, and now it's time to back up. I've, I've liked his attitude. I've liked his approach so far, and let's just see how it plays out. Uh, does this team out of the gate have enough muscle? I'm thinking, well, maybe some things we've seen. First of all, Greenway. It's kind of like the forgotten acquisition of the Buffalo Sabres, and he's going to be on this line apparently tonight with, with Middlestad. And <laughs> the idea that Peyton Krebs was willing to take on Sidney Crosby, that, that fourth line, Lance, is there enough muscle on this team right now? There's a collective toughness that you need to win. Um, Rasmus Dahlin is an extremely tough, gritty, physical player. He just doesn't always have to show it. You've got to be smart. A lot of the, the intensity and physicality that Dahlin has has led to some minor penalties. Greenway will help. Greenway is a deterrent. He doesn't need to drop the gloves. That man's presence alone scares other teams off. You saw it in the preseason when the Penguins went after Zach Benson last week. We saw it late last year when teams were going after Darlene. The fact that, that, that Greenway's on the ice, guys skate away. They go the other direction. Dylan Cousins, we know. like They don't have that, that fighter, that guy who you put out there that's going to send a message by... <laughs> dropping the gloves, um, but they stick up, they stick up to, for each other. Connor Clifton is a big addition in terms of the toughness, the abrasiveness he's going to bring on the back end, and Eric Johnson as well. It's a different kind of toughness, but that's the toughness that a team needs in this modern-day NHL. Lance, what's the status of Savoy going into the season? 
So he's working his way back. Um, take, you know, contact is the one thing that there's little benchmarks that he's going to have to get to be clear for game action. What's going to be fascinating here, guys, is what's going to be the next step. Um, because he's flying out, like his skating looks regular season form because he was able to skate through, uh, throughout the recovery from the shoulder and elbow injury. So he's fine there. And now it's, does he go back to junior? Do they extend this rehab a little bit and keep him on injured reserve? We'll wait and see, but he's facing the same rules as Zach Benson. You know, you can play him a maximum of nine games. Otherwise he's got to go back to junior. Uh, unless they can work out a conditioning assignment where he can get a couple of games in Rochester and then he goes back to junior. But either way, you know, the injury, the timing of it really took away his opportunity to help the Sabres at the start of the season. Lance Isaski, Buffalo News, our guest here as uh, tonight is opening night. Hey, Lance, we, we went this whole time without asking about the goaltending, so here we go. You wrote about uh, Devin Levi, and uh, Devin Levi, I think this time last year, a lot of them, I don't think, oh, yeah, he'll be in Rochester. No, he, he showed that he, he belonged up in the NHL, but from where you sit, your thoughts on Levi here and the challenge of him having to lead this team potentially over a full season? Well, their their entire offseason, adding Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson was structured so Devin Levi, or any goaltender for that matter, doesn't have to carry this team. They'd be better defensively. No goalie in the NHL is going to have success if the Sabres play the way they do during those losing streaks last year, when Lukanen and, and Comrie really weren't given a chance to succeed. So Clifton, Johnson, a collective improved team defense is going to help their goaltending. Devin Levi is good. They don't need their goaltending to be great. There's going to be ups and downs throughout the season. The key for the Sabres is to find somebody who can carry the rest of the games. They can't play Devin Levi 60, 70 games. That's not the NHL nowadays. And he's still transitioning from that NCAA schedule, which is a couple of days a week, you know, a couple of games a week on the weekends to – the NHL, where you're traveling, you're moving time zones, there's physical games. You know, the other last week, he, he got run over in his crease in a preseason game. Like, the guys that are running you over here are a lot bigger than the ones that are running you over when you're at Northeastern. So they're in a better spot to have a young goalie like this. But in my opinion, they need to figure out who the number two is because you can't carry three goalies for long, you know, there's going to be a need for another player, and they're lucky they didn't lose somebody like Brandon Byro on waivers by keeping three. Lance, I want to talk to you about tonight's opponent, the New York Rangers, and how the Sabre squad matches up against them. But before we do that, let's put a little bit of a, a jeweler's eye on here and look at Rochester, because when we look at this roster, we, we kind of like, our eyes get wide. And we think, wow, there's a lot of guys coming back from last year's team that made a, a big run. To, for those of us that weren't paying very, very close attention to the preseason, what led to some of these names that we're familiar with coming back down to Rochester? So Kulik and Rosean are still raw. As much as they were impact rookies in Rochester last season, they have a lot of work to do on their five-on-five game. And that's fine. Like, the, the Sabres are finally in a position where they don't have to rush guys. And you saw, particularly with Kulik in the preseason, he was gripping the stick. I, I saw a player putting way too much pressure on himself to score on every shift. And you lose track of your details, the details in your game when you're doing that. And you know what? I think the best-case scenario for the Sabres now, Kulik in Rochester, let him just play a season. Right? He's still, he's still not even 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Like let, let the guy have a full year. Physically, he's ready, but everything else, they've got a great coaching staff down there that knows how to bring along young players. 
he'll be fine. Then Rusek was the one that surprised me, guys, because I felt like he was the one that was most advanced, most ready to come up and help in Buffalo, but Benson outperformed him. I, I didn't see as much urgency in Rusek's game as I wanted to. Um, you know, some of it was just uncharacteristic mistakes to the puck. Other spots, it was just defense. So, you know, and, and Byro, it's Byro played well enough to make the team. It was just a case of, you know, what, who do you keep, him or Benson? And, you know, the, the edge goes to Benson. And I think that we're going to see Brandon Byro in Buffalo in the not-too-distant future. We'll see how things go, though. I mean, it's good for the Amherst. They've got a stacked team down there. Like, I just mentioned those forwards. There's quite a few others that you can mention that aren't as close to NHL ready. Plus, look at that blue line, their yeah. defense core. Ryan Johnson was exceptional in Sabres training camp, and I'm interested to see what he looks like playing heavy minutes for the Amherst you know, at the start of the season. So remind us here, and if there's any update, uh, about Jack Quinn and the Achilles injury and what kind of timeline. And you know, I would assume when we finally get to that point, we would see him in Rochester for some rehab. We'll see. I mean, I would think so when it comes to rehab games. It all depends on timing. They're not putting a even a they're not even putting an estimated timeline on it because with an Achilles injury, they're going to be extremely cautious. They just want to make sure when he's back, he's full go. But even when he's cleared to skate, guys, like it's going to take time. That is not an easy injury to come back from. I know that I was initially told six months approximately at the time of his surgery in late June, but wouldn't be surprised at all if we don't see that until January. And that's another storyline to watch with the Sabres. They need their, some secondary scoring to really emerge, whether it's more five-on-five contributions from Olsen, Paterka taking that next step, Middlestack, Greenway, because like, they were expecting a lot from Jack Quinn. It's just a shame that the injury is going to maybe take take out the first chunk of his season. Did Middlestack grow up before our eyes the second half of last season? Because it feels to me like he was a different player at the end of last season than he was to start the season. And, and is that maybe one of those areas where you could see the Sabres increase their secondary scoring? Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, the previous year was basically lost to injury for Middlestack. And that is really difficult to come back from when you, you miss that much hockey especially where he was at his development, where he still needed to get better in, in very notable areas of his game. With experience last year, like he had a he had a tough start the last season. There's no question about it. But right around January, picked up. And, I mean, to have the year that he did, um, he's able to go ahead and center the top line when, when Thompson was dealing with injuries late. Like, the emergence of Middlestad was such a... <laughs> really a boom for this organization. I, I know that they always believed in him. It was all, like, he always had the work, work ethic. The skill was always there, but the way that he's just rounded out his game and become, you know, sort of one of those heart and soul kind of players, the way that he plays, like he's not afraid to, to get involved. I mean, the guy seems to have a, a huge cut on his lip every time I see him or he gets hit, you know, he, he just always looks beat up because the way that he plays the game, um, just be interesting to see how he does at center now that um, he's going to start there for good. Yeah, just a question about a uh, big name free agent that's out there. And I'll use this analogy here uh, because with the Buffalo Bills and Brandon Bean, if there's a free agent, it seems like the Bills are always connected because, well, Brandon Bean's going to make the call. Like, oh, well, Beckham Jr., for instance. Well, let's let's bring him in. Let's talk to him. And I, I guess that that's my question here is that there's these reports out of Canada with the info guys about Patrick Kane perhaps being – is this 
is there anything more than just the fact that the Sabres are doing their due diligence here? Is this something that would possibly happen in your opinion? I think it's a real possibility. Sure. I mean, not only are you think about the, the connections here, Patrick Kane's first roommate at an NHL training camp was Kevin Adams. Huh. Patrick Kane, when he part of his time in Chicago, Don Granado was the, the assistant coach for Joel Quinville and coached the forwards in the power play. That stuff matters, especially when with how careful Adams has been and the types of people he's brought into his team, into his locker room. They know Patrick Kane. They know the type of person he is. And he wants to join a contender. He wants to join a team that can legitimately win. The Sabres, they didn't hide the fact that they, they checked out the forward market in the summer, didn't like the prices. And now with Quinn's injury, with Olsen in the last year of his contract, and certainly not expected, you know, wouldn't be a shock to anybody if he doesn't finish the year with them. There is a need for a forward. You know, they don't, it would be a shock if Benson can do this for 82 games. They don't want to have to rely on a prospect in Rochester because you, you just don't know where the development is going to go, injuries. So, of course, there's due diligence going on. They're, they're, they're one of several teams checking out on Patrick Kane. And I think if it makes sense a couple months from now when, when Kane is healthy and the price makes sense and they don't think it's going to hinder their ability to give their young players opportunities on the power play or even strength, then I mean, absolutely. If they think the guy can help them win, they think he's going to be a great fit. It, it's a, it's very realistic. Lance, uh, tonight's opponent, the New York Rangers. Tell us a little bit about how they match up with the Sabres. And, and let's take a wider view of the East because for the Sabres to be able to make that postseason and, and end this drought, some teams are going to have to come down. Who do you think that is? Who's vulnerable in the East and who can the Sabres overtake? Well, the Rangers are going to be interesting to watch because they have a new coach, Pierre Laviolette. They brought in Phil Housley as one of their assistant coach. Phil's working on with their defense, and their defense lacked confidence to an extreme degree late last season. I'm not speaking about Fox. It's Keandre Miller and a few of these other guys that you saw that they were making really big mistakes. They bring in Phil Housley. Of course, Michael Pekka is part of their coaching staff. Everybody in Rochester knows what, what Michael Pekka has done for young players. It's a fast team. It's a team with a lot of skill. It's an interesting matchup for the Sabres. Plus, they, they, they happen to have arguably the best goalie in the league right now. And Igor Shesterkin, now the Vasilevsky's out. And when you ask me about the rest of the conference, it's, it's, it's going to be a fascinating storyline to watch. We know what the Bruins lost because of retirement. We know what Tampa Bay is dealing with in terms of injuries. Florida's banged up on the back end. Everybody expects Buffalo, Ottawa, and Detroit to be the three that really start to make a push here for me. Buffalo's ahead of that trio of teams. They just have more depth. They've got more high-end skill. They There's actually a coherent plan, whereas when I look at Ottawa, you know, they can't even pay Shane Pinto because their GM muddled up their salary cap so badly. Detroit, they buried their prospects and brought in a bunch of aging players. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So, and then you look at the Metro, we'll see. I mean, New Jersey, Carolina, that's, they're the, they're the, they're the top of the, the table right now. And then it's Pittsburgh, New York Rangers. Hey, until you start playing these games, we can sit here and prognosticate and guess all we want. We're just going to have to see sometimes just who stays healthy. And for the Sabres, they got to, they got to be more responsible with the puck and they got to help out their goalies. Cause I know we could sit here and talk about goaltending, UPL, this Eric Comrie, that who's going to be the number two. If the play, if they play the way they did in February or, you know, last November, 
good luck. You're not going to survive. So we'll see. I mean, they got to, I think that the big key for them, stay healthy at first, especially on the back end, because you need those six defensemen to start really developing chemistry now with Clifton and Johnson, because that, that decor rebuilding it the way that they did, that is so important for them to be a legitimate contender and get further than they did last year. Lance, I know this is not your department, but I feel like I have to ask you anyways, uh, you know, about the news yesterday um, that, yeah, the, the, the right hand guy to the owner is out along with the lead general counsel. And not only was John Roth overseeing the, the Sabres, he was overseeing everything here in Rochester as well. So your, your thoughts on the shakeup, is there any chatter? Might this actually affect anything on the ice? On the ice, no. This is always going to be just about business operations. They, the way that their organizational structure, at least the newer one that they introduced about a month or so ago, um, you got three department heads who are reporting to John Roth. Those three department heads are still here. So the only thing I'd be curious about is who do they report to? How does that work? I think for now, really, you're not going to see it on the ice. Um, it's just, I mean, for the organization, I would call it unfortunate timing, right? That they had to announce that the night before the opener. Um, and then, of course, they signed it Owen Power a few hours later. So I think that they got people forgetting about it a little bit. Yeah. Lance, uh, what are you working on here uh, at the Buffalo News that we can check out? And, and can we expect maintenance day with our buddy Joe Yurden as well? What's happening? What's new? Hey, nothing much, guys. I'm just, hey, just... Thankful the season is here. Season preview stuff is all done. Now let's let, let the games begin and see where it takes us. And yeah, thanks thanks for the shout out. Uh, Joe and I just recently recorded an episode of Maintenance Day. I think we recorded it Wednesday or Thursday. Sorry, Wednesday. So yeah, hey, um, always appreciate the plug, guys, and always a pleasure to join you. Looking forward to doing it again soon. Yeah, uh, Happy New Year, Lance. Thank you so much for your time today. Okay, thanks, guys. You got it, Lance Lysowski, Buffalo News, joining us in the sports bar. Big game tonight. The season gets underway. The Sabres at home hosting the New York Rangers. We'll be tuning in, uh, checking it out. You can tune in here on the Fan Rochester Puck Drop at 7. All right, let's rewind. Because you have a unique perspective. You are a Blackhawk fan. And I, we all knew that Kane was from Buffalo, but you're reminded, wait a second. He has a relationship with Adams. He has a relationship with Granado. Would you be fine? If the Sabres went in, because you have this young group, if you're bringing in a big name like that, I would think that comes with a little bit of risk. I would imagine that we're having this conversation. The only reason why we're having this conversation, the biggest reason why we're having this conversation is a relationship already exists. So Kane is probably already familiar with and comfortable with Granado. Kane is certainly comfortable with Kevin Adams. And if you have that relationship between coach and player, GM and player, and you can work with the player and the player is still coachable at this stage of his career, I would imagine he's probably not. But can you have a conversation with him and say, hey, this is what we've got going on here. This is your role. Can you accept that role? And can you do it at the right price? I think that's the biggest part of this, right? Like he's a superstar player. Big name in the NHL, few names bigger than Patrick Kane. But he's not the same player he was. He's not what we remember. He's still incredibly skilled. Incredibly skilled. You don't need him to be top line here. Correct. You really don't. Correct. It's intriguing. It has me a little excited. I'm not going to lie. It, the uh, The prospect of it has me excited um, just because I loved watching him play in his peak in, in Chicago. I just thought he was, he, 
you know, you never got like viewed as the best player in the league, but you just see him do things with the puck and you're like, my God, the guy is just filthy, just a filthy, filthy player. So it would be exciting. Um, but if you're not a contender, I think all bets are off. And that's the first step. Start winning games, put yourself in a position where you look like a playoff team. And there were moments last year where the Sabres did not look like a playoff team. No, some of those aforementioned start. And I, I love Lance's response to the goaltending question because that's really what this is going to come down to. Well, shoring up defenseman number five and six is going to go a long way because you cannot go out there with you know half a defensive core. And it's Devin Levi's gig, right? Like you know, he's not worried about the, the competition. It's the competition for who's backing him up because he's not going to play every game. He can't. It's his first season, his first full season in the NHL. So is it UPL or is it Comrie? Who's going to be the number two? I know I I might be the UPL truther here. I don't think the guy got a fair shake. Yeah. I mean, so like of anybody that they haven't rushed anybody up, but that guy maybe. Remember the year before he was hurt. Wasn't even the postseason. Yeah. He's never played a playoff game as a pro. They wanted to see him play a full season, which they saw him do last year, which is enough to have him around again this year. And we'll see how that shakes out. And and hopefully Le- Le- Levi plays lights out. We don't even have a conversation about number two because it's like, all right, well, we, we just know how good Levi is when he's in there. And when you do have that number two in there, you chalk it up. It's like, all right, well, let's hold our nose and hope that it works out in our favor. Happy hour next in the sports bar. More to unpack from Lance Lysowski, who just joined us here to talk about the Buffalo Sabres and their opener tonight at home against the New York Rangers. We've got some Bills news to get to as well. Do we have an injury report yeah, yet? Not yet. We do have Diggs talking. He was asked about the outburst. So what did Steph say? Oh, great. Yeah, always insightful. We can get to that. Uh, and we have time for your calls on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. You can join us at 866-4-FAN, 866-4326. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in the new location at 135 West Commercial Street in ER. GoodSmokeBBQ.com. Happy hour. Next, stand by for a round of shots and last call, all coming up within the next 60 minutes here in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan. Snap in action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It's me, Danger, for FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, join me now. There's no better time to get in on the action. FanDuel.com slash Mike puts a little wind in the sails. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. Again, FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E, to kick off the NFL season. Join me on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY 467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.